And we are the proud home of the 49ers in the 916. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Akash Anavarathan, uh, 49er insider for Bay Area Sports Digest. We'll get back to the 49ers Super Bowl conversation because if we go too long without talking about the Niners in the Super Bowl, you know, I hear from Kyle, he's like, come on, we got to talk about the Niners some more. Can we talk about Brock Purdy some more? So appreciate that, Kyle. We got to make sure we. Uh, phone's blowing up, Whitey. You're right. <laughs> uh, phone's blowing up, right? You know what? I, I do want to say, I'm going to give Niners fans some respect. They didn't light me up in the mentions, they didn't text me. It's been pretty respectable, and I appreciate that, Niners fans, because no need to kick anybody when they're down. I, I didn't do that to you guys earlier this season when you lost three in a row, right? Why did I didn't kick them when they were down? You laughed. So I, I, you laughed at them. Oh, yeah. I did call in that time and laugh. <laughs> right? Yeah, <I> did. <laughs> yeah. Right after they Just lost like to Minnesota that. the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciate Niners fans being uh, – uh, you know, sympathetic and, you know, not rubbing it in on me. You know, I, I do want to say real quick, yeah. this guy, Ken Washington on the text line and tweet line or the YouTube keep asking me, Kyle, you're golfing. You're golfing. No, I'm not golfing. Can I tell you about my issues in the travel to Miami and how disappointed I was today, Whitey? Uh-oh. I know you got something planned, but no, I got to no, no, get this good. story off we're my good. chest. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this trip all season long. Your boy had it circled like I was a convict looking for a release date. I was like, on this day, I'm off in Miami. And I said, you know what? Because we got to go to Indiana, Chicago, Cleveland, I'm not going to bring my golf clubs. So I'm not going to golf this Tuesday in Miami. That was my plan. I said, you know what? I'm going to have a spa day. I'm going to treat your boy Mm. well. I'm going to pamper myself if you will. Petty? Get him a petty? massage, yeah. pedicure, uh-huh. lay out by the pool. I had it all planned out. So we land at 3 o'clock or whatever, get to the hotel at 3, and I look up the spa, and they're closed Monday and Tuesday. Oh, no. It is just. You got I'm upset. I've been out of sorts ever since. I, Jay, I was upset. I'm still upset. It, it like, ruined my day. Because I slept in till 10. It's too late then to go golf because I got to, you know, come back and do the radio show. So your boy's been out of sort all day. So if I seem a little cranky, a little moody, a little short with some people, that's why. Yeah. There was I no plan B. There was today. nothing else you could do to, you know, make yourself feel pampered. Nah, you know, no. I might get one tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. I might try and squeeze one in. But no, man, you know, I went, like I said, I went for a nice walk, had a good lunch. Uh, took a nap because I was Pretty tired, nice. but yeah. yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad, but man, I was disappointed, dude. Yeah, that's uh, too bad. That's why I got to yeah. get out tonight. That's yeah. why I got to go somewhere tonight. You know, it's funny what you're saying about how you're not hearing from a lot of 49er fans. I really think some of it maybe at this point, 49er fans felt a lot of just relief and joy. And so, mm. you know, when we're, 49ers and are trying to get to the Super Bowl and fans are just living and dying with every possession and then they hear you talking about, you know, how you don't care for him. He was, gah, you know, like, gah, snapping yeah. back at you. Then it got to a point where I feel like there, there's a little, okay, we got to the Super Bowl. So he can say what he wants. I think there's a sense that the 49ers have accomplished something. Yes. Um, so it's kind of a relief that they've gotten this far. So are we calling a truce? Is that is that what I'm hearing? 
Is it true? No, no way, no how. No, that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I think Dang if the 40, it. let's say the 49ers win the Super Bowl by a lot, and I know there's a lot of reasons yeah. to think that wouldn't happen, then you wouldn't, you're not going to hear anything. But if things don't go well and you keep, you know, mm. chirping and snarling and yapping, oh, yeah, you're going to, you're going to hear a lot come February 12th. <laughs> Yeah, with a vengeance. I, I'm not. I'm not going to kick the Niners when they're down. I, I wouldn't do that. I'm. Why you, you know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I may seem like a jerk sometimes, but I'm not that big of a jerk, man. Like if they lost the Super Bowl, if they got smacked in the Super Bowl, like what? What? What am I going to say that's going to add to that or make them feel any worse or anything? I'm gonna just lay back and be like. Open phone lines. Let, mm. let me hear from you. What you guys uh, say? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not going to gloat. I mean, come on. That, that's not my style, Whitey. You know that. Now, I'll text Jay on the side text yeah. and be like, <laughs> to Jay on the side text for sure. But uh, that, that's about it, man. So, I, I wouldn't do that. So you're, you're saying, I'm not even going to put that into the atmosphere, but if something <laughs> was to happen where the Niners didn't win, you're going to come on your show and you're going to open mm. up the phone lines and you're going to be the therapist. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, 100%. 100%. That's what I'm here for, Jay. I'm here for the people. I'm not here to make Kyle look good. I'm not here to rub it in or anything like that. This is Sacktown Sports, baby. It would be, now, if you lose first round to, or, you know, in a divisional round to the Packers, that deserves a little ribbing. But losing in the sewer, that would be kind of crushing. And so I, I'm not that mean of a dude. I, that's that's not me. That too. would be like if you have a bad breakup and you go to get therapy and the therapist is your ex. Wouldn't that be kind of like that? It's like, that, Ooh, that's right. tough. that ain't going to help you any, tough. Kyle. <laughs> I don't know if we can, we're buying that. The yeah. HIPAA law. Nah, you got to adhere to the HIPAA law. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I, I, I know too much of their history. That's for sure. Uh, Why you okay yeah. if, if something – and again, I'm not saying it. If something was to go wrong for the for the 49ers on next Sunday, what do you come and do? Oh yeah, it's like we're here for you. Okay. We're, yeah, you know, I know some people that I honestly, I know you're not one of them because I've asked you, but I know some people that I don't think they fully recovered from the last loss to the Chiefs. You know, a Dang. ten point lead in the fourth quarter. I know some real 49er fans yeah. that thought. We got it. That was it. They're still yeah, it is. trying to recover from that. So hopefully this next game will help them do that. But somebody on the chat was asking when you're going to play that, uh, what is it, we're the 49ers from 1984. I don't know if we'd play that. But this weekend, I I don't know either I'd forgotten or didn't know there was a song later on around 88. It was kind of like the Super Bowl shuffle, but it's one of those weird 80s rap songs, Jay and Kyle, you know, where the players have to say who they are. I'm number 42, yeah. Ronnie Lott, and I hit you a lot. You know, it's like, oh, my God. I got that coming out if you need it. If you if you want it, I'll bring it to oh, you. You got that? Okay. And there was Doug DeBose on there. I'm like, Doug DeBose? Yeah, I'm 33, Roger Craig. And I know who you are. You don't have to tell me. Huh. Fumble. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we'll get to more 49ers. Kyle, I just wanted you to give us your expert um, view here on what's going on with this road trip for the Kings because you said last week, make mm -hmm. or break. Right now, so far, they're doing a lot more making than breaking at 3-0. Yeah, exactly. They look great. They look yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And they are galvanized. They are coming together. It's like Voltron. They're for, forging together. And just the vibes around the team, 
They're good right now. What a difference 11 days will make. Remember, there was some angst with De'Aaron Fox. Something was going on. You know, our boy Harrison Barnes didn't meet with the media. Now it all seems like kumbaya, umbutu, if you will. Everybody is together. And so uh, it is making this season, this road trip. And Katie had said it, too, on the Carmichael Dave show. She thought that getting out on the road could help this team, and so far it has. Mm Mm-hmm. So trade, yeah, we can be a lot more selective about whether we want to trade or not now, can't we? I think so. I, it, we're not as desperate as we were two weeks ago. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. As I said, bottom of the hour, Kosh and Avrathen, 49er Insider, going to join us when we come back. Tell you what the Chiefs are trying to do that ain't been done in some time. Next with the Drive Guys on Sackdown Sport. Hey, great question here in the chat. Got to clear up before we go any further. Uh, this is yeah. from Manny uh, asking, why do you drapes? Is JJ in the basketball tournament? And I don't think Jay was here when we uh, he announced. He wasn't here that day. Yeah, no, we announced our here. plans. Jay, we're thinking of uh, putting together a station two-on-two tournament. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you certainly could be one of our reserves, but you might rather be on another team. I just don't know who you're who your partner would be, but... Oh, so y'all throw me to the wayside is what you're telling me. No, but we, we only... It's a two-on-two. Out, two. out of mind. Yeah, yeah I get it. I, go, I mean, we could go three-on-three. Three. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to bend or change anything that's going on around here. Uh, I don't know. three-on-three three might be better. I just just thought of that. With Dave and... No, three-on-three, because three, then you throw the producers in. Yeah. They got the yeah. in the morning, you know? Yeah. What do you think, Jay? Would you want to roll it. Let's with get it. drapes? Come on now. <laughs> I'm Penny out here, baby. I'm all left hand. Oh, until I need, okay, until okay. I have to give you the right. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm yeah. an athlete, man. All right, I know that. Yeah, I know. I just didn't know if you'd have uh, any desire to be, you know, on the court with Drapes and I. Oh, well, I mean, if we're doing a show by show, I'm riding with you guys, man. Yeah. I, I'm loyal to the soil. Uh-huh. I'm not going against the grain, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. We run our okay. offense through. We Jay, already know. We already know Drapes is an assist guy. He's already been throwing <laughs> up lobs to, to to Rasheed. You know, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we got to get Dude, Rasheed like on man. out there. <laughs> yeah, can we get Sheed on? Wait, sometime? I'm gonna have to reach out to him. Uh, he, he will. It, you should reach out, and I will, we will talk about that story. I, I'd bring it up and see if he remembers that. He might not even remember who I am, man. That's that's how upset I am about that. Story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the list like, of guys great. that we can't get on, we got Mitch Richmond wouldn't answer your text, right? Uh, yeah. Dominique. Isaiah Thomas. Dominique. Um, Dominique. Rashid. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah. Rashid. <laughs> they just ain't Dude, got no love. starting five yeah. here. <laughs> Drapes, Drapes must have been pressing the issue about some of these guys' football teams throughout the years. I guess so. I guess so. I guess you know what it is, man. If we, if we being straight, they don't like – my unbiased, unfiltered. I'm going to tell uh, it like it is. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. And some people can't handle it. Yeah. Because it's but clearly, it's not can. that they, you know, it's clearly not that they, I don't know who that is. They know who it is. Oh, they, they know. <laughs> they just don't want, <laughs> they don't want any part of it as of yet anyway. I've gotten a couple oh, texts back. Like, yeah. I've gotten a couple texts back. like, oh, drapes? Oh, okay. Yeah, let me get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know the worst one, though? This is the worst one. I'm going to keep it real. The worst one. Not Rashid, not Isaiah Thomas. I ain't even get a text back from Matt Mayoko. I can't even get Matt Mayoko. Matt is the guy. We teammates. We teammates. I even said the boss, Justin Hathaway, said reach out to Matt. Crickets. Or your boy Dante Whitner. 
I'm like, I, dude, I'm the Rodney Dangerfield. Somebody said the Kings are the Rodney Dangerfield. I'm the Rodney Dangerfield of, of media out here. It's ridiculous. I man. can probably get Mayoko. Yeah, I'll get Matt on for it. I, I think he, we haven't had Matt on yet. I don't want Mayoko. Oh, no, you don't want him? Okay. Him. Matt Mayoko me- is here's how good he is as a guy and as a guest. We're doing an interview with him one time, and you could tell he was in a car and something happened, and you could tell something's going on. Matt, are you okay? He's like, Yeah, I just got a flat tire, guys, but he still wanted to do the interview. And he's pulled over to the side of the road with a flat tire. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That's how dedicated and good Matt Mayoko is. So we maybe the boss gave you the wrong number. Yeah, there you go. You know what it is. You know what? I, one week we gonna line everybody up, and they gonna have to atone for dissing me. Mitch Richmond on Monday, Rashid Wallace Tuesday, Isaiah Thomas Wednesday. We gonna go through them all, all in one week. The other Matt thing Mayoko is Mayoko on Friday. Let's do it. I guarantee you, Matt Mayoko is very busy now, so he sees. Oh, I got a text from Kyle. He thought it was Kyle Shanahan. You know, they had that kind of blow up a couple weeks uh, right. ago. So he's like, I don't want any part of that guy right now. So that's probably what it was. <laughs> that's what it was, that's right? It was. If he would have known it was me, he would have. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Kyle, your, your Chiefs here are trying to do something that hasn't been done in some time. Um, no one has won back-to-back Super Bowls since the Patriots. Super Bowls 38 and 39, which yeah. I think was what, 04, 05? Yeah, um, yep. It's been a while, so, man, I hadn't realized that. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be difficult to do against a team as good as the 49ers, the back-to-back thing. Well, it's going to be tough. You know, the Niners are going to be favorites, right? Are they still uh, favorites right now? They're, you know, a better record, better regular season. Um, And there's a reason why it hasn't been done. Even, you know, this Chiefs team, you know, as great as Patrick Mahomes has been, you know, what is he, 2-1 and in Super Bowls? And so – uh, he can be beaten. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup, but uh, I don't know, man. And this is not me being biased or anything. I look at coach quarterback and Whitey, ever since we've been doing the show, I've been talking about coach quarterback. That's the key to a stable franchise, a winning franchise. And I got to give the edge to the chiefs. I'm, I'm just basing it on coach quarterback the only problem with that is if that were true belichick and brady would have never lost a super bowl right yeah but eli was good Uh, eli was better in in the actual super bowls than his regular season numbers and you talk about some of the greatest catches in nfl super bowl history i hear you but for the most part for the most of the time you it's coach quarterback look at belichick and brady you mentioned it they lost two times, three times together in the Super Bowl, but they right. won six. Mm-hmm. So six out of nine times, they won. And so the Niners definitely can win. I'm not saying they can't win, but, you know, I, I like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the fact that they've been there together. They've, you know, we talk about the Niners having to overcome some struggles in the playoffs and to come back. Well, the, the Chiefs had to go on the road to Buffalo had to go to Baltimore, two of the most. De- so they're a hardened team now also. I'm expecting a great game, man. I, I don't think this is a blowout or anything. This is going to be a dogfight out there. You know, I was thinking of how the 49ers are different since the last time they played the Chiefs. Um, yeah. And, of course, Jimmy was the quarterback. But the 49ers now, and this doesn't mean they're going to win, or I realize that, but the playmakers they have assembled since then. Mm. You know, when mm. you look at Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey, of course, Kittle was there, but he's still – um, still obviously a very effective and, and very good player. They have really, and 
Purdy yeah. now compared to we could argue here, but I don't, I don't want to. But I, right now, my point is Purdy compared to Garoppolo. Who who makes plays more? You know, as far as the playmaking ability, the 49ers yeah. are so much better and explosive than they were in that 2019 season. Yeah, they definitely upgraded the roster, upgraded the talent, uh, the playmaking. You mentioned you throw in CMC yeah. and Brock Purdy. Yes, yeah. a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. The thing about Brock Purdy, and I said it yesterday, he's such a gamer, man. It's like, you know, he, he's one of those guys. You, 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 you can't just, you know, it's like a fly swatter. You can't just hit the 49ers once. You got to keep smacking them mm-hmm. and make sure they're, they're done. And so we'll see if the Chiefs can do that. So far, the Packers, they had their opportunities. They didn't get it done. The Lions had opportunities. They get, didn't get it done because, and give Purdy a lot of credit, man. He just would not say die. He keeps coming back, and uh, it's, it's going to be a hell of a game. Apparently, Brady, I mentioned this earlier, Brady had some things to say about Brock today, and I think there was audio, but it was, I don't think Tommy really wanted to get involved in it that much. It was so cut and dried. It's like not even worth playing for you. It's my understanding, and I read the comments, and they're more like, he's really good, and he played well, and he did a great job, you know? So it's like, okay. So kind I mean, of benign. No, no, yeah. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mentioned that, and Chris Watkins said, yeah, but if you're Brady right now, you're thinking – I could have been the quarterback of the 49ers right now. I could be in the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> he could be. That would be an untouchable, what, eight Super Bowls or whatever? It's, yeah. Uh, nah, man, that's uh, good. You know, this would be – we've talked about it, man. This uh, this story regarding Brock Purdy, not not a 30 for 30. You mentioned it, a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, this is unheard of in the NFL. Yeah, If but you got to win. You got to have that ending, gotta that win. dream ending. Got to finish it. Earlier, I mentioned that the Chiefs are going to be wearing red. They had the first choice. They're wearing red, 49ers white, which is the way it was in the Super Bowl in 2020. And Simone sent me this. One lost records of teams wearing white in the Super Bowl since 2004. Teams in white, like the 49ers, in the Super Bowl since 04. 16 wins and three losses. Boom! Oh, book it, book it. Oh my! It's over. Kids, college education, everything. <laughs> Why even play the game? Jeez. <laughs> Simone and her, uh, you know, these are facts. The, with, with the skeleton too, you know. Henrietta, I mean, she got it all covered. Henrietta. <laughs> yeah, we're covering it every oh, which man. way, every which way. Um, we're gonna talk to a uh, 49er insider who's been covering the team in depth for a long, long time. Uh, he's very excited about the Super Bowl. Akash Anavarathan joins us with a look at how the 49ers can actually stop the Chiefs mm. from running the ball next year with the drive. Kyle Draper in Miami, Buddy Gleason in Sacramento. Drapes, before we get to our next guest, very special guest, um, somebody on the text line's wondering if the High Flyer and Scott Marsh are going to be in the tournament. I hadn't thought of that. That would be bad news for the rest of us. High flyer, obviously, is high flyer. I played against Scott Marsh for a long time. Fine shooter, knows the game, and he's got a little Dylan Brooks in him. So I don't know if we can allow, if we want to allow them in the tournament. They'd be a tough twosome. We do we have drapes? I'm not able to hear drapes. Is that just me? I apologize. Drapes, I'm sorry we couldn't hear you. Uh, are we good to go here, Jay? Yeah. Uh, there I am. There Sorry we are. All that. right. That's yeah. Okay. Technical, uh, I hit the wrong button on my end. No I, I said I would uh, 
hacked the heck out of High Flyer. Um, you can't foul out in a three-on-three game or two-on-two or whatever it is. He would have to earn it at the charity stripe, that's for sure. All right. Boy, I would foul the heck out of that dude. We're going to see his concentration <laughs> level in, James. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell him, Jay. 80% Come on, man. mine. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll do like Draymond. <laughs> uh, our next guest has been covering um, the 49ers in depth at a very high level for a very long time. Uh, he currently is covering the 49ers for the Bay Area Sports Digest. It's a pleasure. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Akash Anavarathan with us. Akash, thanks so much for your time. I got to ask you. Sunday, at what point were you most fearful that this season was going to end for the 49ers? It took about two drives, and I'm sitting there thinking uh, that, you know, the season's going to end this way. I mean, the, those first two drives, the line wow. came out, uh, ran the ball down the 49ers' throats, and that was the exact game script that I didn't want to see. I wanted to see the 49ers come out and slow down Jameer Gibbs, slow down David Montgomery, contain the edges, and they weren't doing any of that. And it felt like, you you know, the 49ers just got punched in the mouth. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, this is going to play right into the Lions' hands. Uh, how are the 49ers going to come back from this deficit, even if it was early in the game? And how is this defense going to turn around and get stops if, you know, they're just playing right into, you know, Ben Johnson and Jared Goff's game plan. And so that, that was the point where I was like, oh, man, this could, uh, this could get ugly, but they found a way. Wow. Akash, uh, what was the turning point, man? Did you think it was, you know, Dan Campbell's uh, decision not to kick the field goal to make it 27 to 10? Was it the IU catch? Was it the fumble? What was the big play that really turned things? I think it was that fourth down decision uh, when the Lions were up 24 to 10. They're driving, and, you know, the 49ers open the, open the half. They go down, score three, and I'm like, okay, well, it's a two-score game. They can get a stop. They get the ball back. Let's see what they can do. And the Lions are just driving right down the field, just like in the first half. And you're like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Clearly, whatever adjustments they had made at halftime just weren't working, and they'd forced – I forget what it was. It was a fourth and short. Um, you know, in, in reasonable field goal range. And I know the Lions have had a ton of success on fourth and less than three this season. I think they converted over like 70%. And so Dan Campbell, playing the percentages, decides to go for it. But, you know, it's just different. You know, you're in the NFC Championship game. You're up 14. You could have made it 17 at that point. And with just counting out the number of possessions in the game, it would have been hard for the 49ers if that, you know, turned into a three-possession game. You know, I think just time is against you there, and he decides to go for it. And I think everyone in the stadium, you could kind of feel it where I think fans were kind of rooting for Dan Campbell to go for it because it's just a huge momentum play. You get that stop, you get a short field, you know, you get an explosive, and all of a sudden it's all systems go. So I thought the game really flipped on that play where it just Mm. felt like everyone in the building, you just gave like a jolt of hope. Uh, with that fourth down stop that, you know, the 49ers have a shot here. Yeah, Akash and Varathan with this. Isn't it amazing in the first half, uh, the Lions had a third and 12, no problem, picked it up. Third and 18, no problem. Then the second half, fourth and short, and they failed twice. And, of course, those were both pivotal plays. What's the most definitive answer we have to the question, what was said at halftime? I know you talk to players, (laughs) and I'm not, you know, well, I think sometimes we make too much of that, but – uh, as far as you know, what is the most definitive answer to that question? What was said at halftime in the 49ers locker room? 
I think, honestly, it just comes down to, you know, what they've been through these last few years, right? They've been so close. They've been at the doorstep of a Super Bowl appearance, and they've had heartbreaking losses the last couple of years. And, you know, you go on this run this season, you set yourself up in the perfect way, right, with getting the one seed, getting two home playoff games, healthy team. Like, it all just kind of set up for them to be able to make this run and the way they played in that first half, you're like, it cannot end this way. You know, the, the, this team cannot go out this way to the Detroit Lions at home as, you know, a seven-point favorite. So I'm sure at halftime they were just like, you know what, it's a 17-point game, first half happened, just flush it, let's get a, you know, a good start, right? You get the ball to start. Let's make some adjustments defensively, right? Let's – uh, play a little bit more fast, play a little bit more aggressive, contain the edges. Um, I think Wilkes, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, did a good job uh, just getting pressure a little bit more on Jared Goff uh, than they did in the first half, especially on those fourth downs that just move him off his spot, and all of a sudden Goff becomes a little inaccurate and it turns into an incompletion. So just some key defensive adjustments there. And then offensively, I thought, you know, uh, they moved the ball all right in the first half, and you just have enough faith in how much talent they have, the coaches they have, the player that Brock Purdy is, that eventually over time that they're just going to figure it out on that side of the ball. And defense came through. They, you know, uh, obviously forced that big turnover, and offense just started to execute. Brock Purdy made huge plays with his legs. But I think at halftime you're just probably sitting there just thinking, like, all right, flush this first half. Yeah. Let's just get some stops. Let's just regroup here and let's just go make this thing happen. You got 30 minutes to the Super Bowl. Let's go punch our ticket. Akash, you you brought up Steve Wilkes, and and, and a lot has been made about him this season. And, and even somebody on the text line uh, just texted us uh, from the 831. I have a lot of respect for Steve Wilkes, but he's not the right fit. The defensive roster got better and the production is worse. The de- this defense is making him somewhat look good. What's going on with the defense? What kind of grade would you give this defense, and where do they need to improve against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I actually think the defensive personnel might be, you know, a little bit more to blame than Steve Wilkes himself, right, especially against the run. I think, you know, a lot gets talked about, oh, you know, they're unable to set the – the defensive line is unable to set the edges, and teams are able to bounce it outside. Um, But I think – and Steve Wills kind of talked about this. I know Kyle Shanahan kind of alluded to this earlier in the week. Truly when, you know, depending on the play here, um, sometimes the, the defensive linemen, you know, the edge rushers assignment is to crash hard and you're banking on, you know, a linebacker or a safety or a corner to replace and fill the gap. And those guys just, you know, missing assignments in a key few spots and, especially with, you know, uh, just with the way this defense works, you get one guy out, out the wrong, out, out of the wrong gap, you have one missed tackle, you have one blown assignment, and all of a sudden, you know, what could be a negative play turns into a, an explosive. So it just feels like they're not quite all moving on the same page, and there's just like one mistake, you know, on every play that's kind of costing them. And that was that was kind of the difference in the first half, honestly. And so I'd say that's, you know, less on Steve Wilkes, more on just the defensive personnel that they have, personnel that they have just the execution. Because it felt like, you know, they made a few adjustments, but they just started to execute a little bit better in the second half. They just played a little bit more aggressively, missed less tackles. Um, guys were in the right spots, and all of a sudden, you know, you start to slow down the Lions' offense. Um, 
the challenge moving forward, you know, into the Super Bowl against this uh, Chiefs offense, little different than playing Detroit and Green Bay. Right, Detroit and Green Bay, you know, they challenge you with uh, good pass blocking offensive lines and a ton of weapons. Especially you look at the lines, right? Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Jamison Williams, and his speed. Obviously, Amara St. Brown. They just they just have a ton of young weapons that can you know all do great things with the ball in their hands. The Chiefs is a little bit are a little bit different. It's it's built more like an NBA team in my opinion, where you've got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and just a bunch of bunch of other guys out there and it's really on on those guys to make you know make it happen um you know looking through the numbers they've only scored 30 points three times this season i don't think they've scored more than 27 since like november they got shut out in the second half last week at baltimore so it really feels like you know if the 49ers are able to put points and force the chiefs to score a lot um it becomes a challenge for them and it has been kind of all season which is kind of ironic to say because they have Patrick Mahomes, but um, that's that's just been their challenge. They've struggled to score quite a bit. They they've played you know good defense and they've run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco and they've relied on Mahomes to make some key plays in in pivotal spots. But this isn't an explosive offense like the 49ers faced in 2019 or even the last few years. Kansas City's had just more playmakers compared to this year. So Akash, to that point, what's your best guess right now? How many points will it take to win this game? Ooh, that's a tough question. I'm going to say if the 49ers can score 30. If you're if you're mm. telling me the 49ers score 30, I'm feeling pretty good about their chances mm. to win. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Caution mm. of Rathen, um, guess. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you say if they score 30, how do they match up? with this Chiefs defense, and, you know, I know Patrick Mahomes gets a lot of uh, of credit and, and shine, but it's really the Chiefs defense that has been awesome so far this season and in the playoffs. How, how does the Niners' offense match up with them? That's a good question. There, There's a couple key injuries, uh, you know, for this Chiefs defense, and I'm interested to see how that, you know, impacts them. Obviously, Charles Omenahu, who was a former 49er, he's been fantastic for them this season. He's got, like, seven and a half sacks this season impact player he had a he had a strip sack fumble i think uh in, in the afc championship against lamar jackson uh derek naughty who's another defensive lineman i think he's banged up um and then you know i think they're the the bulk of their talent is actually in the secondary uh legerius snee their outside corner trent mcduffie their slot corner um those guys have been playing physical they're excellent against the run they're fantastic cover corners so they've got some talent in their secondary Defensive line, you know, they've been um, they've been good against the pass, rushing the pass, obviously with Chris Jones there, uh, but they haven't been as uh, good at stopping the run, especially this season when teams have run outside zone and inside zone against them, which is kind of the 49ers' bread and butter. So um, I'd expect Kyle Shanahan to go kind of throw back here. I wonder if he thinks like, okay, let's let's run the ball against this Chiefs, Chiefs defense that's been so vulnerable against the run. Uh, which is why it was kind of perplexing why the Ravens didn't run the ball more. I think they only had like six non-Lamar Jackson carries uh, last week. So expect Kyle Shanahan to uh, hopefully see, beat the ball to McCaffrey um, quite a bit. And, you know, best defense against Patrick Mahomes is just keeping him on the sideline, keeping him off the field. And so I think I think some of the 49ers' strengths certainly play into the Chiefs' weakness weaknesses. And Steve Spagnuolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, has been, you know, has historically been a blitz-happy coordinator. 
Uh, I think they blitz like 32% of the time uh, this season. And the best quarterback against the blitz this season is Brock Purdy. So mm. interested to see if Spagnuolo continues that trend or if he's going to sit back, play more coverage. Um, but I think a lot of the things that the Chiefs do, I think the 49ers have answers for. So I, I like that matchup as well. Akash, got to ask you about Brock, of course. How much better was Brock under pressure than, as you mentioned, um, Jared Goff was when the 49ers were able to pressure him? That was ultimately the difference in the game, I thought. You know, in the second half, the the, uh, the Lions, excuse me, had a bunch of plays where, you know, they had the perfect coverage called or, uh, you know, they had a blitz that got to Brock or an offensive lineman got beat, but he was – Purdy was 6 of 11 for 88 yards. He had a pick in the first half, but he had two huge scrambles for 42 yards under pressure, whereas Jared Goff was 3 of 13, 26 yards, uh, and like a 39 passer rating. So he was he was awful under pressure. And that, that was the thing coming into the game, right? Can the 49ers' interior defensive line get pressure against Goff? They did in the second half. And the Lions also did a good job of, of getting after Purdy, but the difference was Purdy's athleticism making plays out of the pocket. Um, there was that one play where I think it was uh, Melifon Wu had Purdy wrapped, mm-hmm. and he somehow evaded it, escaped it, and found check down the left sideline who had the, the toe-tapping catch. So that that was a huge difference, and that's honestly been one of the, the improvements that Purdy has had over his predecessors here in San Francisco is his ab- ability to extend plays under pressure or when, you know, things aren't there. He has that second reaction in him to create outside of the structure, and that's that was honestly uh, probably the biggest reason why they won on Sunday. Mm. All right, Akash, we appreciate your time very, very much. Uh, happy for you headed to the Super Bowl. He does a great job covering the 49ers and has for a long time. 49er insider for Bay Area Sports Digest, Akash Anavarathan. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Talk to you soon. Oh, uh, speaking right, of Akash. yeah, of the 49ers, it's your favorite time of the week. Uh, Kyle Draper, because we got the crossover mm-hmm. coming up with the return of the Empire Boys. So oh, it's uh, yeah. Nate and Emil Fragoso coming yeah. up. How about that? Bring them on. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Bring them on. Uh, Emil's like, he's like Rocky Balboa. He's training right now. He's in the back, got the puncher bag, sweat up. He got a lather going on. Bring it on, Emil. All right. Nate and Emil are next with the Drive Guys on Sacktown Sports. Yeah, Whitey here in our uh, Sacramento studios, Cal Draper in Miami. Drapes, I wanted to give you the honors. I know how fond you are of the Return of the Empire. Can you introduce the guys and bring them on? They're ready to go here. They're in studio. You want to introduce them? <laughs> yeah, I'll bring in my guys. Nate Littlefield, Emil Fergoso. Oh, thanks Return for having me, Drapes. The Empire. Hi, Drapes. Niners fans joining us right now. Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't call me a Niner fan. Yeah, I, I, I kind of would, though. I, I kind of would. Drapes, yeah. uh, will you do me a favor and uh, yeah. say hi to Cinderella for me in that ballroom? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Nice one, Nate. Hey, don't be jealous. You, you, I hey, am jealous. I'm, ha- you, you, I'm hella jealous. Hey, if you find a, a glass slipper, make sure you give it to Lost and Found. Hey, wow. you wish the hotels wow. you stayed in uh, I a do. ballroom like this. <laughs> I do. I know. I They're putting us in the Excalibur, Draper, for, <laughs> for media row. I, what? They on. do not have a ballroom there. You're going to Vegas? Yes, I am. I'm the, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. 
Howard? I know. I know. Is, is this like reverse importance? You said the low man on yeah. the totem pole to Vegas. Is I it think, working up to the big dogs? I think so. I, well, they they know I can just kind of weasel my way around and just, you know, cause some problems. So <laughs> maybe, you. I didn't realize uh, you were oh, going. Yeah, yeah I know. Awesome. It, yeah. I don't think a lot of people would. But uh, <laughs> here, here we are. That's awesome. Yeah, Congrats, terrific. man. It should be yeah. fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and Emil, I know you're, you're very excited about uh, getting credentials for the actual Super Bowl itself, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I would be lying to say it's not a dream come true. <laughs> I, I, I really, it's it a, is... a, I'm very, very grateful, very, very blessed at, uh, to be in year two of covering the Niners and be able to go to the Super Bowl and be in, in the press box. So uh-huh. I will say that. Things yeah. fell in place for that. It really, really just kind of yeah. happened. Fell yeah. in so, place. Team, yeah. team of destiny, as they say. So. Yeah. Woo! You guys are going to have a fun show. <laughs> Let me ask you what I, what we were just talking to Akash and Varathan about. At what point were you the least optimistic Sunday that the 49ers are going to find their way through? Uh, I was pretty uncomfortable when Detroit was going down to score right before the end of the half. I thought they were going to score a touchdown right there. They kicked the field goal. I felt better. I thought they could have stopped him. The Niners could have stopped him. But I was like, that could be a killer. And then everything flipped. I was so very- you were glad they kicked a the field goal? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I felt the exact same really? way. Yeah, I, was, okay. I was so hyped when, um, when Ayuk had the catch. But yes. that was the start. I was like, okay, that's something. Let's go. But when the when the fumble happened, oh yeah, that was it. That was that, that was, was like that was like all right. It's a, it's a new game. It's a new game. Jared Goff not playing the same. The only player, in my opinion, that played the same the entire game out of everyone on the field was Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Like yeah. he kept the yeah. same intensity. Kept he just played the same way. Everyone on Detroit became the Niners. Uh, everyone in Detroit in the second half became the Niners in the first half, and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah. They just switched roles, and then the Niners. They did what they had to do, and I was so impressed by uh, that quarterback for the 49ers. I shouldn't even say his name. I know how polarizing he is. I know he causes problems. Yeah, I know. But he, the way he came out of the hole, that because yeah, it's so difficult to do that. Throwing that pick early on yep. and just not being able to yep. just get anything done, really. They ran the ball more. They couldn't run. They couldn't. They tried to, and they couldn't. And then he turned it around. How, and, how about you know. how about this stat? Brock Purdy had more rushing yards in that game than Jameer Gibbs. Aha, uh-huh. that's oh, hard to God. believe, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just saying, just saying. I was yeah. just, imp- I was so happy, and it felt like a taste of what the Super Bowl hopefully will be. I'm so excited. <sighs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? I, I, I don't, dude. I, I don't know if I can uh, take part in this love fest anymore. I mean, this is just, <laughs> I, dude. It, it, it's killing me. Well, right dude, now. when they go to the NFC Championship and win, get to the can, Super Bowl, it's like, I, what do you want me to do? Drake, what do you want me to do, Drake? Can't you be happy for us? Come on. Now. No, because uh, <laughs> at I'm least unbiased, for me, you guys are supposed to be unbiased journalists, not me. Emil, Emil, not me. That's my I'm job. Not, That's not Nate's. I, I have never, ever, ever once said I'm an unbiased journalist. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I'm on this show. Like just because I'm like a fan, like I don't even know. Like that's why one day, why. one yeah, day, uh, I someone's like, "Hey, will you do the Niners thing?" I know you like the Niners. I'm like, "Okay," this but I'm not. I'm not an analyst. I'm just some dumb guy. I'm some dumb guy. Like you guys are shocked. I'm going to Vegas. Yeah, understandable. I didn't say I was shocked. I just said I didn't know. 
Okay. Yeah. I, well, no, Drapes. Yeah. I think Drapes said he was. Yeah, or something yeah, close. Yeah, I'm best with you. I, I assumed you would go. You guys got. It's more you know, for my digital uh, show, Return of the Empire. <laughs> uh, let, let's break down the, the, the matchup, though. Let, let's yeah. talk about this. All right. You we only got we only got a few seconds, but go ahead. Oh, we got a few. Oh, hey, no, we can we'll, bleed we'll, over. We can bleed over. No, okay. we'll, we'll, it's our ahead. show. No, it's bleed over. No, yeah. I, I was just going to say, you know, you know, when you look at the road the Niners have gotten to this point. What kind of test is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes going to be? Because they're not going to collapse like the Lions did, like no. the Packers did. These guys have been there. They've done that. Handicapped the coach-quarterback matchup for me. I mean, co- you know, been there, done that. so hard to argue that. Those are the two points where I think undoubtedly you'd say the Chiefs have the advantage, right? It's coach quarterback. That's why he went there. Yeah, that's yeah. why he went there. <laughs> exactly. That's why he went there. You but if the Niners, well. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be hard for the Niners, harder, obviously, to, to win the way they have the last two weeks. I think they have to win like they were all season in the regular season. They're going to have to get up early, yep. and they're going to have to control the Chiefs. And I know you'll be like, oh, 2019, they were up by 10, whatever. This is a way different team. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of similar players. This team is so different. This is the best the 49ers team like, yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. So yeah. I'm uh, – you got to keep him in check the best you can. What you cannot do is what Baltimore did, and they let Mahomes have all freaking day. That yeah. guy would be in the backfield just kind of stomping around, doing his little jigs, his little Steph yeah. Curry moves. Doing some online shopping on his phone. So, yeah. yeah. Waving that, his tailor. <laughs> Chase Young, play a little harder. Win the Super Bowl. That's right. it. Yep. There you go. That's it. Drapes, we right, will fellas. talk to you tomorrow. You'll be from yes. the arena tomorrow, right? Getting ready for the yes. in the heat. Kaseya yeah. Center, they call it now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Great job. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Make sure you turn out the lights All right, boys. on your way out of the ballroom. <laughs> I know, right? We'll, we'll see you later. Glass slipper. <laughs> and see we if got the glass slippers anywhere yeah. over here. Right home in the pumpkin carousel. <laughs> yes, Emil and Nate, the Return of the Empire, are next right here on Sacktown Sports.